it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting today down here in the dirty D.C. swamp. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. A fella who has never given Joe Biden a new nickname, but check it out. Kind of silly, but Donald Trump did, and we're going to play it. You're about to hear the greatest speech you've ever heard. We're also going to get into, man, oh boy, oh man, a claim from the women on The View that God would be in favor of transitioning children. The View is awful. They really are, but we're going to play the clip for you anyway because it's a Friday, and if I got to hear it, you got to hear it. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of today's show, there's no cover charge intellectually, politically. I am not an activist. I am an inactivist. I'm a talk show host, and all are welcome. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. On this show, you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat. All we ask is that you don't be a... There it is. Happy Friday, everybody, from good old Washington, D.C. Watch all my views change today because the lobbyist money comes sliding under the door. <laughs> like, I like an open border. Now, it's good to be down here. My main man, Wyatt, who, of course, steers the Guy Benson show day in and day out, is assisting me here on the premises I met all the D.C. Fox talent. We're having a wild time. We are, of course, in town for the White House Correspondents' Dinner, uh, where I will be appearing on your television tomorrow night, four hours after the open bar begins. This could be a problem. A lot of people feel that way, but the champ's going to play some defense. Uh, If you watched Gutfeld last night, thank you. You know, I need the ratings, man. Few are attempting to do more with less than your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. But, yes, we had a good night on Gutfeld. I posted the clip. Uh, it'll be, it's on the Fox Across America website. It'll be on the Fox Across America Facebook page uh, later today. And you'll probably see a lot of photos from the correspondence dinner tonight and tomorrow that I will, of course, probably delete when I wake up, sober up, and find Jesus. But uh, it's going to be a wild weekend, so buckle up. Cat Kamek is here, superstar representative from the great state of Florida. And Diamond Dave Landau, comedy sexiest man, also going to join us as well. But we begin, of course, as we always do with a little you and me time. It's Friday. I'm in a loose mood. So I finished Gutfeld last night, and I went home, and um, I kicked Lincoln's ass in Madden, as I am wont to do from time to time. I handed a controller, and I was like, this is how it's done. Shut your mouth. Now, we played a little Madden. I slept about three hours, jumped in the Bronco. And I drove down to D.C. It's about a three-hour drive. I was the only idiot on the road. And just flying down. I'm in a loopy mood. Just blasting music. You know the song Out of Time by the Rolling Stones? It's actually in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino movie. And it's the song he plays towards the end of the movie when all the lights start coming on towards the end. And things are heating up and it's getting crazy. Baby, 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 you're out of time. I could sing it better, but I'm loopy. I haven't slept since 2007, but stick with me. So I was rocking out to that jam. I'm listening to Out of Time. And there's this weird correlation between the end of that movie and the end of what everybody knows is the Biden presidency right now as we see it. Come on, man. 
No, man, I can't come on. So Trump gives Biden a new nickname. This is silly, superficial, stupid stuff. But it's Friday, and I haven't slept, and the world is on fire. Okay, so we're going to spend the day just getting out the sticks and roasting a couple of radio marshmallows. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? So here it is. Trump is up in Manchester, New Hampshire, and he's basically regaling the crowd with his take on Biden's campaign launch. Biden, of course, launched his reelection bid on Tuesday. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Uh, And here is Trump walking through the process. Okay, he (laughs) just this made me laugh because I'm listening to out of time. I'm whizzing down Route 95. Got the cops behind me, the police helicopter, the SWAT team. That was, you know, when I get jazzed up on the road, I don't know that I'm doing 135 miles an hour in like a 60. Uh, but I actually wasn't having one of those moments. I had a pretty safe trip down. Uh, but I'm listening to the song, and then <laughs> I hear this Trump clip I'm about to play you. And as a guy who's kind of delirious right now, it just struck me as good radio fun. Here is Trump giving Biden his new nickname. It's clip 22. I will be retiring the name Crooked from Hillary Clinton and her moniker. And I'm going to give her a new name. I don't know, like maybe Lovely Hillary or Beautiful Hillary. But I'm going to retire the name Crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because he'll be known from now on as Crooked Joe Biden. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Just laughed. So Hillary Clinton has lost her nickname. This is not okay. And it's now been assigned to Biden. But I actually think this is where it struck delirious me as effective. Sleepy Joe. Okay, we all know. We were, we're watching Biden. Okay, we get it. The man is a, he's a living, breathing sleep aid. There's, it's just it's a hard thing to watch. If you have anyone in your family that's ever exhibited any signs of cognitive decline, then what you watch out of this president bothers you. You look at Biden day in and day out as he shows. We have a president around. that is clearly not all there. But people don't vote against dementia, as crazy as it sounds. Because they know there's other people behind the shots running the scenes. Nobody believes Joe Biden is running this show. No one looks at Joe Biden and goes, no, no, it's the guy. I agree with that. Okay, but you can highlight the corruption of this family. And in this instance, I think it's a winning move by Donald Trump. I actually thought this was really funny. You know, and there's two things tactically that I find funny and that I wanted to share. I told you this like two weeks ago. When it comes to nicknames, I felt like Trump had kind of lost his face. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. No, because I said he was doing one thing wrong fundamentally. He was putting the nickname last. Like when he says Ron DeSanctus, Ron DeSanctimonious, that's a lousy nickname. Wrong. No, it is. It's bad because the most effective nicknames, they always work when he puts the descriptive first. Lion Ted, Little Marco. Crooked Hillary. You dig? These are better nicknames. Okay? When he turned it around and said, like, it didn't work work so well. And I know Sleepy Joe goes first, but again, people were ready for Sleepy Joe. After four years of the media screaming and yelling that Putin was in charge of the government, we were all The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, Sleepy Joe didn't really upset them. But at a time when the American voter is just getting screwed. I mean, from angles you've never even seen when you're watching Pornhub. We are getting it from... What the hell did you just say? 
<laughs> I told you I was delirious. But we are getting it from every angle from this guy's policies right now. Whether you're talking about the border, the inflation, the gas, the crime. Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America last. Seriously. Uh, yep, yeah, the money you're sending to Ukraine. And again, there's nothing, nothing against Ukraine. I'm certainly not rooting for Putin. But when people are like selling pictures of their feet on OnlyFans so they can buy a dozen eggs, it does get a little exhausting to see another Venmo going out to Zelensky. I'm not going to lie. But what Crooked Joe highlights is none of that ineptitude, but the overarching scandal that involves himself and, of course, his son. Hunter's a dirtbag. Okay, but the allegation of Hunter being a dirtbag is pretty much confirmed by Hunter. I mean, he's flat out told you that. They have a he's a baby with a stripper that he won't even acknowledge its existence. The Bidens to this day have not met or acknowledged their grandkids. That's just how white folks will do you. But think about that. Okay, we knew Hunter was a dirtbag. We knew he was white trash. He was sleeping with his brother's widow. He knocked up a stripper. Okay, and won't pay child support or talk to the baby. Yo, that's white trash. This is not a political statement. Kids need fathers. Okay, society is directly suffering from a lack of strong parental presence in the lives of children. And if you are a father, I can tell you this, because I've been on every side of this equation. Okay, I have been (laughs) I have been on the drink whatever you want, go to the bar and hook up with starlets phase of my life. Okay, but the point is, I've also been in the put someone else's life ahead of your own and try to steer their well-being towards something that will better all of the society around them. And I can tell you there is no more gratifying, no more rewarding feeling on this earth than to raise a solid kid. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, but understand, Hunter Biden sent in the punt team on his own child. Like, I'm telling you, that's white trash. Okay, if you're a father... You're not talking to your kid like you actually had a kid and just abandon it. I don't pay. I don't show up. I'll wait till the thing's 18. It can care for itself. Then I'll waltz back into its life. Dirtbag stuff. I mean it. And you have an obligation to the rest of us. You're the father. Be the bigger man. Try to muscle your way back into the kid's life. I know it's hard, but try to do it because we need that. Like Hunter Biden is like so symptomatic of everything wrong in the society we live in right now. Me first. How can I get some more for myself? How can I go out tonight? How can I do what I want to do? I just want to worry about me. I just want to get paid. Money, 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 money. But that's Hunter Biden, and that's the scandal. Money, 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 money. And according to Hunter Biden's business partners, 10% of that money went to Joe Biden. Are you the big man, Joe? Okay, Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partners say he is. So I think this is a good nickname. It's Trump getting back to putting the descriptive first which tactically just works better for Trump. His most effective nicknames always had the adjective first. So I think on that level, it's more effective. But I think the bigger conversation to be had is they really should be focusing in on this corruption because it's a bad situation. Okay, and it's the kind of situation where, you know, I, I don't ever talk to you as like a Republican, as like a Fox News guy. Okay, I just talk to you as a guy. I got a kid. I got a community college degree. I need this to work out. Like I need... I need the rising tide that lifts all boats in society. Okay, I need all the help I can get. 
And here is Joe Scarborough, and this is why I found this so funny, because Joe Scarborough doesn't like the nickname. He doesn't like Republicans going after Hunter Biden. Joe Scarborough devoted three years of his life to a pretend Russia hoax. We had it well enough under Trump that we could pretend he was Russian for our own entertainment. Like the media could do it, the newspaper, everybody could do it. Heads of Intel could do it. You know, James Clapper could go on TV every night. Oh, there's collusion as far as the eye can see. Do you believe this? There's so much collusion. And then they'd get under oath and they'd be like, is there any collusion? (laughs) None. Okay, the John Brennans, the Adam Schiff's. Oh, so much collusion. It was pretend. We were straight pretending Trump was a Russian asset and Vladimir Putin was in charge of our country. It was like an Austin Powers movie. Dr. Evil was now in charge. You shut your mouth, you bastard. But we had that luxury because things were going well enough. We didn't have a 40-year high in inflation. We didn't have a porous border. We weren't breaking records for fentanyl poisoning deaths. And we weren't on the brink of World War III after collapsing in Afghanistan on the world stage in embarrassing fashion. So pretend Russiagate was awesome. Okay, the problems we have now aren't pretend. But here's Joe Scarborough saying we shouldn't even be discussing them. Clip 12. People like Trumpers, they are obsessed with Hunter Biden. I want to say for the 50th time. If Hunter Biden did something wrong, he should go to jail, just like we say about Donald Trump. And if he does go to jail, guess what, Trumpers? We're not going to try to burn down the Capitol. We're not going to try to undermine Mm -hmm. the rule of law. We're not Mm going to say America sucks like you say America sucks Mm. if Mm. somebody, if somebody is actually held accountable. So we could talk about the Hunter Biden laptop like every day if we want to. But I was watching another network the other day. Nika and I were. And they were saying, oh, Joe Biden, he's so disconnected from America. He's so horrible. He's so this. He's so that. And they go to one of the guests and they say, well, why is he so bad? Hunter Biden's laptop. And I'm sitting here thinking, are you kidding me? I mean, okay, if there's something on there, send him to jail. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, not even a little. Okay, you, you could never, on your worst day, remember that. You could never hate anything as much as Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. That's true. That is true. That's why they get on TV every day and sell confirmation bias to other self-hating white people. Oh, look at the flyover states. They're so racist. They're so dumb. Look at those guys. You believe what's going on down in Florida? Look at those dirtbags in Florida, right? Am I right, Mika? Oh, my gosh. That's what they do. They hate each other. They're such, such self-loathing idiots. Because when you're operating from a place of emotion, it denies you the self-awareness to your argument and to how you sound to other people. Okay, when they try to hyper-contextualize Hunter Biden's laptop as, Hunter Biden doesn't work in the government. What's the big deal? The big deal is not that Hunter Biden was getting money overseas. It's that his actual living, breathing business partners say it was going to his dad, too. Oh, wow. So they're bringing up Hunter Biden's laptop because the business partners say it's linked to Joe Biden's money. And if it's Donald Trump who forces that conversation, just like he did on the border, Supporting our troops, not getting ripped off on NAFTA. If it's going to take a silly juvenile nickname that I fall in love with at four in the morning while I'm whizzing down Route 95, then that's a win for everybody listening to this show and everybody not listening to this show who's getting screwed by this president. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I am down in the D.C. swamp today and tomorrow. We'll be at the White House Correspondents Dinner. Tonight's a big, you know, it's a big uh, party night here in D.C. People who work in television, uh, it's kind of the Super Bowl of media. They come hang out. I think the highlight last year, really, uh, I ran into Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian on the red carpet. Pete Davidson's a cool guy because we worked a lot of the same comedy clubs in New York. I think the highlight was Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune. Take this, Gutfeld, if you're listening, and I know you are. Pat Sajak came up to me at a cocktail party, and he was like, hey, Jimmy, it's like I love your jackets, man. You got to take a picture with my daughter. And I have a picture with Pat Sajak. I, I think I posted it online last year, but I may have to post it again because, you know, there was a fellow by the name of Gutfeld, our lovable comedy dwarf, who uh, likes to walk around and say, ah, that Jimmy Fallon, he wears ugly jackets. He's totally false. Take that, Greg. Uh, by the way, I was on Greg's show last night, and if you missed it, it's on the Fox Across America website. But right now we're on the radio, and I wanted to play you one more clip because Ron Klain, we're talking about Biden. Biden corruption. Trump gave him the nickname. He's calling him Crooked Joe now. We went from Crooked Hillary to Crooked Joe. They pass it down. It's like an heirloom, the crooked nickname. And it highlights the corruption within this family that very much should be investigated. Okay, here's the thing. If Joe Biden is compromised, we're all compromised. I'm not sitting here with evidence that he is. I'm just I'm just sitting here with the reality that Barack Obama's own Treasury Department filed over 150 suspicious activity reports about the Biden. Tell him like it is. So you understand 150 times when Obama was president, he looked at the money coming in and was like, uh, well, not him per se, but the Treasury Department was like, uh, yeah, something doesn't add up here. You guys, we might want to, you know, turn this slate over. Look at all the bugs crawling around underneath it. And basically, we now know. The DOJ has been slow rolling this investigation for the better part of about three years. So Trump is not wrong to highlight this. But I still don't know that the corruption is going to take center stage because Charlemagne the God, liberal radio superstar, now weighing in to hit Biden on his age. And we're going to get into that when we come back. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental filth. My physical as well as my mental fitness. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. And uh, we're down here in D.C. And it's Friday. We're in a loose mood. Kat Kamek's coming up. Diamond Dave Landau is coming up. It's going to be a banger. 
But Charlemagne, another radio host, uh, good friend of us, ours here at Fox, good friend to Kennedy, uh, great guy to myself, and of course his head writer, Charles McBee, you hear on this show quite a bit. In fact, Charles McBee was on Kennedy with me last week when I guest hosted. Charles McBee frequently opens for me on the road. Despite our subtle political differences, we're grown-ups. We don't, like, unfriend each other. There was a time in this country where we could just agree to disagree and go about our lives without declaring war on the other person, their employer, and their sponsors. That's what I'm trying to get this country back to. You're welcome. If I pull this off, everybody's life is so much easier because you don't have to walk around with a full-time law firm on call in your head at all times knowing that if you say the wrong thing at a Chili's, you might get fired. Like, it's just such a dumb way to live. And I'm trying to get us back to that other place, like that second gear where we downshift and we're actually cool again. Do you remember cool? It's just easy. Just everybody was easy to be around. We weren't on edge at all times. What do you have? How can I destroy it? That's the America I'm trying to get us back to as a radio host. That's the impact of this show. I don't want to be in charge of the elections. I want to be in charge of the playlist at the party. That's what we're after. But I shout out Charlemagne in this moment, not just at a nod towards bipartisanship, but because he's one of the few people in media, he would tell you he's an independent, but he's swimming in a Hollywood circle. He's on the air at Comedy Central, where they're so liberal, they're getting knocked up just to abort the baby. I mean, it's out of control over there. It's disgusting. What they've Abortion used to be safe, legal, and rare. That was the Democratic slogan, safe, legal, and rare. Now they celebrate it. They celebrate like it's a it's day of the week. It's like, a, you know, we'd, like we'd have Taco Tuesdays. It's disgusting. It really is disgusting what they're doing. But stick with me because Charlemagne, despite the fact that he swims in a pretty far left circle, is willing to call balls and strikes. And when he watches this president speak as a societal umpire. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Okay, he knows this guy is not finding the strike zone. He interviewed Joe Biden. Charlemagne was the radio show that Joe Biden was on when he famously said, the clip I play a lot on this show, where Charlemagne was, you know, asking him why anyone should vote for him and not Trump. And Biden doesn't have a record in delivering for the black community. Biden's biggest legislative contribution to the black community is the 1994 Biden crime bill, which jailed over 300,000 nonviolent black drug offenders do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or trump and you ain't black so you think he has no legislative accomplishment other than to say he served under barack obama fine uh and has continued to gaslight the public about race at every turn in the name of getting support of the black community that's how it works Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Okay. Biden wasn't out there condemning the squad members of his party who wanted to defund police. He wasn't out there saying, hell no, this is going to get people killed. He was like, well, this is effective. They're showing up. They're burning down Nike stores. They think we're systemically racist, so we've got to get rid of Trump, the guy who's been in this government for three years. And replace him with the guy who's been in the government for 50 years. I mean, as scams go, it's one of the most impressive scams you've ever seen waged on the public. The Democrats literally said, we got to get rid of Trump because America is systemically racist. We can't have a guy who's part of the systemically racist government for the past three and a half years. 
What we actually need to do is replace him with a guy who's been a part of this systemically racist government for 50 years. That's what they did. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? It's a scam. But anyway, Joe Biden's in office. That's the good news for the Democrats. The good news is Joe Biden's in office. The bad news is Joe Biden's in office. Bingo. Here's Charlemagne saying it's whack that the DNC might not allow primary challengers to debate Biden given the stakes in this election. I want you to hear this. It's clip four. America's in shambles. I don't give a what he's The world is in shambles. Around the Aren't you embarrassed to be a Democrat? America is in sh- I'm not a Democrat. So, yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I'm not a Republican either. Yeah, boy. I'm nothing. I just. What about you, Chris? You like, uh, you like Biden? You voting for Biden again? Uh, I think we could use a fresh new uh, person on the That's seat. why it's whack that the DNC won't let nobody prime. They won't do no primaries next year, man. Do a f- primary debate. They put Joe Biden up on that stage with Bobby Kennedy, who's challenging him, and Marianne Williamson, and whoever steps up to the plate, and let's have a f- discussion, yo. I admire your honesty. Think about that. Like, that's Charlemagne. And Charlemagne, just to understand how influential he is in the liberal side of the aisle, he is the show in which Hillary tried to pander to the black vote by saying she carried hot sauce in her purse. Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Do you remember that? No, I carry hot sauce. Everywhere I go, I carry hot sauce. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. But that's always been Hillary. Always panders. Switches accents when she's in front of a black audience. Do you remember that one? I don't feel no ways tired. No, no, she's rested up, ready to go. But the point is Charlemagne, who is as influential with the black vote as anybody in media circles, okay, is flat out saying you can't play a prevent defense with an incumbent president of the United States because it's more important to win an election than it is to be honest with the American people. Okay, so understand, they're trying. They're trying to do this. They just launched a reelection bid via a video. A video, not out there with the people. We're going to do this, cheering crowds. Nope. A voice-tracked video at 6 in the morning. You got to do better than that. But they did that. Why? Because they know he's a liability if they put him in front of a crowd of live ammo. We had the embarrassing story about the cheat sheet yesterday where Joe Biden is literally holding on to a cheat sheet with a name and picture of the L.A. Times reporter who's going to ask him a question. KJP wants you to believe, no, it's not scripted. It's not staged. What are you talking about, you guys? Come on, don't bullshit me. Okay, but we all know what it was. They're like, no, it's just a pure coincidence that he had a question written down on the note card from that reporter, and he called on her first, and she asked that question. Purely coincidence. Don't you hate when that happens? Don't you hate when you slip on a banana peel and you land on a note card with a picture of the L.A. Times reporter who winds up asking you the same question that was on the note card? I mean, I hate when that happens. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. It's embarrassing. But when Charlemagne gets out there and just talks to the other issue, which is, yeah, well, listen, the guy's corrupt. We know he's corrupt. There's a real issue there. But the bigger issue for a lot of voters in his circle is that people know, okay, 
Let me let me give this to you too, because Charlemagne is very much in a hip hop element. Okay, people in the rap community. This is really this is good insight. I don't know if a lot of you have this, but I grew up, you know, doing stand up in a lot of black clubs, a lot of white clubs. Uh, I drove a taxi as the only white guy in the garage. Okay, good, honest people have really good instincts. Okay, they know when they're getting ripped off. Like they, if you know, you know, guys trying to sell you a Times Square Rolex. <laughs> if you're like a tourist in New York City. If you have any horse sense at all, you can tell the guy's talking to you isn't up to no good when he's trying to get you down the alley and all that stuff. If you have any horse sense, you're like, yeah, maybe not. Okay, Charlemagne is kind of apolitical. Okay, he is. On social issues, he absolutely leans to the left, no question. But he's apolitical in the sense that if he thinks he's being scammed, he's going to call it out. And it's really hard. To sell honest, good people. It's funny. People who do work very heavily on instinct. People who work very heavily on street sense. Okay? Smart people. Academics are idiots. They're studying. All right, we're going to start a focus group to figure out what we should order for dinner. Yeah, you're holding up the line. Order something. Close the binder, KJP. We're at Burger King. This isn't that hard. Okay, but people who work on instinct, people who aren't consumed by politics day in and day out, and are just having a gut reaction to what's going on, they're the ones focusing the most on Biden's age. People who've been focused on politics, completely immersed in politics for the past, you know, five years, okay, they've been focusing on Biden's age for a long time, and the media just completely ignores it, despite the fact that every indication that you see from Biden in public tells you that. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Okay, you look at you like, oh, this guy's a mess. Okay, but the media is not touching that. Okay, it's not. But you know what? Even if they don't, a lot of these voters may because they get that they're hiding the candidate. You got Robert Kennedy out there running. You got Marianne Williamson out there, who's a moon bat, a delightful woman. I've done a fair amount of TV with her. A moon bat. Really nice lady if the ideas are out to lunch. It's like, we can power the cars on dreams. The, what the world needs is crayons. Let's just get crayons. <laughs> just color between the lines. It's going to be great. Okay, but what I'm saying is if Joe Biden is losing Charlemagne, he's losing a very significant, substantial percentage of the black vote. And it's a vote that the Democrats can't win the election without. And it's amazing because to this point, He's maintained solid support with black voters, despite the fact that his policies are screwing them at every turn. Why are they screwing them at every turn? Because they have the same needs as everybody else. When you look at the race issue as one race, human race, this is a real simple analysis. Okay, the human race gets screwed by record levels of inflation. The human race is getting screwed right now by the record levels of fentanyl poisoning deaths. Human race is having a hard time paying for eggs and putting gas in their heart. The human race. The Democrats like to intellectually segregate us because it's a little bit easier to market to us. But when they market to us by race, it's because they can't market to us by policy. And the fact that guys like Charlemagne are seeing through the charade of, hey, we'll just hide this guy. 
nah, we don't need to debate this guy. We don't want him out there on a live microphone. This is Biden yesterday talking to a little kid. A five-year-old has to tell him what country he just visited. Clip 16. What was the last country you traveled to? The last country I've traveled. I'm thinking once for the last one I was in. I, I've, I've been to 89, met with 89 heads of state so far. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, I was, I, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. That's where it was. How do you know that? Biden's lost his marbles. Okay, do you know when he got back from Ireland? Literally last week. <laughs> he didn't know where he was a week ago. That can't be good. I'm telling you because I care. We call this stuff out. We harp on it. Okay, and the media likes to sweep it under the rug. He has his defenders. Okay, let me play you one of them because this is embarrassing. But give them credit. People will get out there. They'll get hair. They'll get makeup. They'll go on TV. And they'll say all kinds of unspeakably ridiculous things because we're living in the death of shame. Here's MSNBC. Uh, He's Smith. Uh, Listen to this. Clip five. It sometimes frustrates me when I hear people and some Democrats say that, you know, Joe Biden doesn't excite them. He doesn't send a thrill up their leg. And um, I think that we need to maybe value some different things in who we choose as president, because he is a man of tremendous integrity, of decency, who is in public service for the right reasons. And I think as a society, it would um, benefit us if we valued qualities like that a little bit more, because then maybe we'd be less likely to get a game show host as our president. <laughs> Joe Biden is a man of decency. You are so full of shit. <laughs> Listen, the guy who refuses to acknowledge the existence of his son's stripper baby is a man of decency. The guy who told us it was Jim Crow on steroids to ask black people for voter ID. He's a man of decency. You're a liar. It's the rock album that's got audiences sneaking into the country. White House Records presents Elton Joe. The border is a mess. Twelve Elton John anthems reworked in honor of our 46th president. so good it's like a drug don't let my son smoke crack on me cause then he gets naked it always winds up on tv elton joe coming soon to a retirement home near you lost my damn mind i lost my damn mind now i can't find the words a show so good People don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing down in D.C. 
be doing it on the road. We'll go back on the road next week. I'll be in Reading, Pennsylvania, May 6th with Kennedy. It's the last in Liberty Tour opening show of the tour in Reading. Hey, girl, come hang out. Uh, May the 20th, we're down in Clearwater, Florida. If you want to come hang in Clearwater, we'd love to have you. June the 3rd, we're in Davenport, Iowa. June the 10th, Mesa, Arizona. And then June the 24th, we're in Lexington, Kentucky at the Lexington Opera House. Then July the 8th, we're in Holland, Michigan. July the 29th, I am solo in Jenny Fela's hometown. Be out in St. Mary's, Ohio at the Grand Opera House. And then Kennedy and I head out to Henderson, Nevada, just outside of Vegas at the Green Valley Ranch on August the 25th. You can do that. You can come hang out with your radio buddy. Every one of these shows that I do, and I say this a lot, okay, my job is the same. If there's 300 of you, 3,000 of you. But the reason I'm cheering for 3,000 of you is because I want as many people listening to the show as possible to meet the people listening to the show and realize what you're building and what you're a part of. We have a movement, a movement anyway, that is so unique to politics and that we're the proof that you can consume the hardest of the hard issues and still be cool about it and still have like sensible discussions and still not want to burn the place down. You know, and that would help so much more than just all the fire and brimstone screaming yell radio that's going on out there in the world. So the fact that you guys have built a market for like sensible broadcasting from a nonsensible man, <laughs> to be clear, is much appreciated. So come out to a show and stick around. Cat Kamek coming up after this on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, back in action. Big Friday. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're down in the D.C. swamp. We may not drain the swamp tonight, but we are absolutely going to drain the bars down here in the 202. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. But in this hour, Cat Kamek. The wind beneath my wings. A political Red Bull, if ever there was. Kat Kamek is going to join us from the great state of Florida. She is, of course, representative in the 3rd Congressional District and a damn good friend of the show. 888-788-9910. If you'd like to get past the bouncer as well, you know the show functions with one rule, even on a Friday. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a... There it is. So... Hour number two begins in a curious place because I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to talk to you about 2024 and the race and everything else that's going on. But Ron DeSantis is over in Israel right now. He was in Japan. He's touring the Middle East. And obviously you see the commercials are starting to air all over the TV. The super PACs are spending money. There's a report out today that DeSantis raised $110 million this quarter which is twice as much money as Donald Trump has raised in the court. Wrong. Okay, Tim Scott's also raising a pile of money. This race is getting going. But the media, the media has been, you know, campaigning against DeSantis now for months. And what's funny is he's doing this goodwill tour over in Jerusalem, and a reporter tries to set him up with a question about torturing at Guantanamo Bay. And DeSantis, not a big fan of the question, and lets him have it. Like, just real. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to hear this clip because it's fascinating. Because what the media is trying to do, and this is, okay, this is why DeSantis has value in the Republican Party. 
Okay, he has the same pugnacious spirit with the press that Trump does, but he doesn't commit the unforced error. Like the person asks him a question, he doesn't like the question, he factually corrects what's going on, whereas Trump might have just called the person a pig, you know, or a dog. Or what do you think about this? There's a slob. There's a real slob. He's definitely angry here. Definitely angry. But at the same time, in striking down the reporter, he articulates why he has a right to be angry. Listen to this clip. It's, they're asking him what his proximity to torture was at Guantanamo Bay based on absolutely nothing. Here it is. No, no, not all that's BS. No, totally, totally BS. Yes. Who said that? How would they know me? Okay, think about that. Do you honestly believe that's credible? So this is 20, 2006. I'm a junior officer. Do you honestly think that they would have remembered me from Adam? Of course not. They're just trying to get into the news because they know people like you will consume it because it fits your preordained narrative that you're trying to spin. Focus on the facts and stop worrying about narrative. Yes, sir. Whoa. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. (laughs) So what the reporter asked him verbatim, because I know the reporter's audio is a little muddled out there. The reporter said, Governor, during your time at Guantanamo, did you ever see the use of torture? No, no, no. All that's BS. Totally, totally BS, says DeSantis. The reporter comes back with, some people have said that you were present during force feedings. Is that true? DeSantis counters with who said that. The reporter says, detainees. Now, this is where it gets interesting. DeSantis says, how the hell would they know me? I think he's got a point. The year is 2006. You're a Guantanamo Bay detainee. Okay, I promise you. I don't recognize congressmen in the street. And if I did, (laughs) it wouldn't be during a force feeding or a water torture. Ron DeSantis, a junior officer in the Navy at the time. Okay, this reporter, he can't give you a source, can't put a name on it because that's what they do. Okay, an anonymous accusation. This is what they did to Trump forever. Unso, you know, an anonymous source familiar with the matter is what the media would always say every time it's someone familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity i'm sick and tired of all this bullshit but that's what they do they level anonymous accusations because you can't really defend yourself against them other than to point out the contextual obvious so this reporter wants ron DeSantis and the people listening to this press conference to believe that in 2006, some <laughs> Guantanamo Bay detainee was getting tortured, to actually tortured. And he went, hey, isn't that Ron DeSantis over there? Like it's the movie The Naked Gun. When Frank Drebin st- saves the queen. And my man Mark Holton stands up in the stands, Francis, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure and goes, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Bingo. (laughs) So that's the allegation here. 
is that a Guantanamo Bay detainee in 2006 was getting tortured and he recognized Ron DeSantis, who at the time wasn't even in Congress, was a junior officer in the Navy. And you want me to believe Guantanamo Bay detainees knew the names and faces of junior officers in the Navy, dude? Come on. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. But this is why, you know, people hate the media. And a lot of times you'll hear, like, ah, oh, you know, Donald Trump getting elected, destroyed faith in our institutions. No. The institutions, the institutions destroyed themselves. Correct the mundo. Okay, understand that. Okay, Donald Trump didn't damage the intel community by saying every day when he got out of bed, hey, these guys are full of No, it was the fact that the intel community was full of Think about that. They went on TV every night for three years. Oh, there's collusion as far as the eye can see. That's what Adam Schiff was. He was the guy with the good-looking girlfriend who doesn't live around here. Oh, there's collusion everywhere. You got so much collusion. You got to see the collusion. Well, can we see the collusion? No, it's on a modeling shoot right now. I can't see the collusion. It's busy. (laughs) But it's so much collusion. You got to see this collusion. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? But that's what destroyed the credibility intel committee. Okay, it's community. It's the same thing with the media. When the media does stuff like this, "Ah, DeSantis, you were in a torture session in Guantanamo Bay in 2006. They were force-feeding the guy, and he rolled over, and he was like, hey, that junior officer, I know it's Ron DeSantis. And he remembered it all these years later. Come on, dude, this is embarrassing. But this is what you do when you can't win the idea battle, okay? You go after made-up, anonymously sourced bombshells because you're catering to people whose emotions are their facts, okay? And if you can sell them the emotion, ah, this guy's torturing inmates. Listen, if you want to torture an inmate... Just make him watch CNN. CNN is the worst. My gosh. But this is where we are in the race. They know Biden is either pretend running till they can move him out to the Shady Pines retirement home or wherever the hell you send a guy like that. Or he's running, in which case it's all hands on deck. They need to start mowing down Republicans. Like, I'm telling you this so you understand. Tim Scott, the first black American to serve in both houses of Congress. Tim Scott, the guy who comes on this show and speaks to the evolution of the Southern heart. The fact that he grew up in the South when it was the South. It was the connotation of the South. Dixiecrats, when the Democrats were running things in the South and they were racist and they were still piggybacking off of Jim Crow and all of that societal disgustingness, Tim Scott rose from those ashes and became the first black American elected to both houses of Congress. A guy whose grandfather was literally forced out of school in third grade to pick cotton. Okay, that guy's grandkid was able to become a senator and a member of the House of Representatives because of just how much we had evolved as a society on the issue of race. That being said, I promise you, write down today's date, write it down. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Jimmy Fallon. Hit me up on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. I owe you five bucks, okay? 
I don't make enough money to owe you all 100 bucks, but I'll owe all of you 5 bucks if you take the time to hit me up if this doesn't happen. I promise you, okay, the Democrats are going to call Tim Scott a racist. They're going to say he's laundering white supremacy through his policies. A black man who grew up in the Deep South when it was run by Democrats and overcame all of that racism and discrimination, they're so horrified by him speaking to policies and how conservative ideology uplifts the black community that they're going to accuse him of dragging down the black community because of the color of their skin. This is total crap. But that's what they do. Think about it. Larry Elder ran in California for governor against Gavin Newsom. They said he was the black face of white supremacy. I mean, you can't handle the truth. The black face. They said it with Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is using her brown skin to launder white supremacy. Democrats are so full of crap. They sure are. And so are their allies in the media. So what DeSantis does there, which is valuable, is he gives it back to the reporter, but he gives it back on the specifics. He doesn't go, you're a slob or your parents aren't proud of you. (laughs) It's like, again, I enjoy a Trump press conference. I do. I think someday when you're watching TV late at night, you're going to be able to buy them like Dean Martin roasts. Oh, the Trump press conferences are here from the COVID years with Jim Acosta. This guy will say anything. <laughs> Joe Scarborough is here with Mika Brzezinski. You ought to be ashamed of Secretary. yourself. <laughs> it's like straight, straight up. <laughs> it's, it's going after Nicole Wallace. Get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, that's it's going to be you're going to be watching these Trump press conferences like they're Dean Martin roasts because it was comedy. He would go after them. He would mow them down rhetorically. Okay, but oftentimes the mow down would overshadow the substance of the issue. What DeSantis does well, what I hope Tim Scott does well when he gets in the race, what I already know Nikki Haley does pretty well. Okay, Is they keep the conversation about the subject they're trying to discuss. They don't get baited into the media's, you know, name-calling emotions or your facts, you know, circle of hell because that takes them away from the message. You see, the message favors conservatives right now. I'm just talking to you about sports. Okay, the American people, they want a secure border. That's what the conservatives are pushing. The American people want safe streets. That's what the conservatives are pushing. Liberals are pushing woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to Totally. Okay, the Republicans, okay, are the ones saying, hands off the children. You want to grow up to be transgender? Be as transgender as you want to be. Remember the old Two Live Crew album, as nasty as they want to be, as tranny as they want to be. Be whatever you want to be over the age of 18. Just keep your hands off the kids. The Democrats are repurposing that argument as, they're killing us! They're erasing our community! And that's why we have such an impossible divide in our society right now, is they're all misrepresenting the Republican position. Republican position on trans rights is have them. Have your trans rights. We don't want kids being committed to a lifetime of surgery and follow-up drugs and medications uh, at an age when they haven't fully developed and grown into their bodies. 
when they don't have the legal authority to decide for themselves whether or not they get a tattoo, I think it's pretty reasonable to say they shouldn't have the authority to decide whether or not they remove their genitalia. Okay, I mean, come on, man. That's the Republican position. But it's mischaracterized. Oh, they hate these people. They're killing these people. They're bigoted. They're transphobes. Because that's the conversation the Democrats want to have. Ron DeSantis is torturing inmates. Inmates don't know who Ron DeSantis is. Number one in 2006 when he's a junior officer in the Navy. That's why they don't have a name to put to the claim. But you understand they don't want a name. They don't want facts. You know the old argument. When you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, you pound the table. Put up or shut up. The critics have spoken. You do that again and I'll break every bone in your body. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hanging down in the D.C. swamp. Hey, girl. Kat Kamek's going to be stopping by. She's, of course, a superstar representative from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. And uh, wish her luck. Uh, because we got a mess with it, you know, negotiating all of this spending, default, and blah, blah, blah. I try not to weigh you down with policy on this show because it's like I'm like radio smelling salts. My job is to keep you awake on the road. Once we start talking about procedurals, to, you know what I mean? And then, well, there's the cloture vote, and, and if they pass the legislation and a reason. Exactly. I always say this is a morning show that overslept. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. We have like the pep and the fighting spirit of a morning show. We just happen to be on at a different hour. That's the hook of the show. But the thing is, we are at a standoff and we're going to talk about it at great length. We've got Title 42 expiring. 35,000 migrants are poised to storm across the border when Title 42 expires later on. Exactly. Okay, just I, I oversimplify this stuff, because, but it's an accurate oversimplification. Joe Biden has turned our southern border into the college bar that doesn't check ID. That's what he's done at the border. He knows what he's talking about. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you were a young kid trying to get into a bar and you didn't have a real ID because you were underage, the minute you heard there was a bar that wasn't checking IDs, dude, yes, exactly. You were, <laughs> were going to go till you drank until you hooked up with a horse face. But, but the point is, that's the southern border. They know that if they get apprehended, they're getting let into the country. You see, the Remain in Mexico policy was so potent in reducing illegal border crossings because it took the power away from the drug cartels. If you got caught at the border, you were going to be forced to remain in Mexico till your asylum case was heard. Now you remain in the United States of America for the two or three years, and then you don't even show up to your asylum case, and they can't even deport you anyway. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't know, but the country is coming to a clearance sale. All items must go if we don't turn it around soon. 
So Kat Kamek is going to stop by to tell you where you can find the best bargains. That's <laughs> so sick. It's a dumb time to be alive, but we'll smarten up the masses when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. The world is on fire, and we're over here roasting radio marshmallows. Picking up a stick and joining me near the blaze now, one of my all-time favorites. Not just in Congress, not just in radio, anywhere. I did anywhere, okay? You know, like you, I, when I was a little kid, I had a blanket. I would take it everywhere and just sniff it and, like, hang out with it. It was my thing. This person is my radio blanket, my whoopee. Uh, she's a superstar <laughs> representative from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. Congresswoman Kat Kamek in the house. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, did you just say that I am the blanket that you like to squeeze and smell? Well, no, no. I didn't Biden want to Joe Biden. I didn't want <laughs> We went the same place. Yep, that's funny. <laughs> Listen, I was just reading off my cheat sheet. I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, I'm down in the swamp. I'm at the Fox DC Bureau. I am in your hood for the correspondence dinner this weekend. So uh, yes. I don't know that we'll drain the swamp, but we're going to drain a couple of bars. Hey, I would expect nothing less. It. They just told me that you are here and I'm getting ready to fly home to Florida. I'm getting, well, we're we're going to bust free from this little popsicle joint. Yeah, it's for your own safety. You don't, uh, don't want to be a part of this. There's a lot of. It's really funny, Kat, because, you know, they, they jokingly call the correspondence dinner nerd prom. And that's the name the nerds gave to themselves. It's like their, their own shot at self-awareness. But until you're actually hanging out with them, you don't realize how tragic the nerddom is. This is not like the likable nerds who play with Star Wars toys in their 40s. Those guys are fine, okay? Guy who goes to see an X-Men movie dressed as Wolverine. All right, he's a little off. He's probably going to die alone. But I like the guy. You know what I mean? This is the other type of nerd. The nerd that's just a nerd but thinks they're cooler than they are. Oh, well, let's be clear. One, DC is Hollywood for ugly people. That's what we call it. Right. Uh, so the, the, the White House Correspondence Center is really just an extension of the idea that you have a bunch of people who have some interesting personalities and some very high opinions, particularly of themselves. And so uh, a lot of fun you're going to have, but I'm sure that the, the liquid courage is going to make it go by a lot faster for sure. Kamek says I'm getting drunk on the red carpet. Do not. This is fake news. This is fake news. All right. Let's so listen to what you need to know, Kamek. No, because you're kind of my life coach on the show. I'm cutting you off here. Hold on a second. Okay. Terrifying. Uh, Absolutely terrifying if that's the case. Uh, so tomorrow night, right, for two mm-hmm. hours of the of the show, I actually go on live TV. They have me report from the red carpet. So Lawrence Jones oh, is back no. in New York. No, no, but listen to me. This is what I want to ask you. Do you think Fox is making me work the dinner on TV to keep me away from the bar? Or do you think it's like a vote of confidence that they know I'll stay away from the book? Like, what do you think it is? Absolutely. They they know you and they know you well, which is exactly why they're making you work the red carpet. So they know you don't show up drunk. <laughs> but isn't that a vote of confidence at the same time? Because they know I still know better than to go on the air drunk. Well, but see, here's how you, this is where I think you should throw a curveball. You know, you, you remember John Wayne and that iconic walk? You know, there's this great scene out of the birdcage 
where, uh, you know, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, they're sitting there and he's trying to, you know, do a manly walk. And Nathan Lane stands up and he starts doing the walk. And Robin Williams says, I didn't realize that John Wayne walked like a drunk person. Right. (laughs) So I think you could do a little bit of like a work and walk the red carpet thing and really just give people a little bit of a scare, you know, especially the folks back in Mm -hmm. New York. Give them a little bit of a scare, you know, maybe have a little cup in your hand, you know, not sure what's in it, but just give them a little something to, you know, shake it up a bit. Yeah, it would be a bad night to have the hiccups on camera, just randomly. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are my best friends. I'm in Washington. You guys are my best friends. Um, so silly. Well, you brought the rain, well, clearly. It, the, the weather here is terrible. You brought the rain with you, you from New York, apparently. I, I know. I brought additional swamp. Well, listen, let's have, let's have this talk. I, 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 I kind of know why you're fleeing. This town is a mess. I haven't been here long, but it is a mess. Uh, although it's nice. D.C. this time of year, the carjackings are in bloom. You know, there's, there's so mm-hmm. much to say with the family. It's not good. But we're, we're at a couple of different impasses right now. Uh, I mean, I was even talking about Title 42 expiring a second ago. Did we just give yeah. up on the border? Is the border not a thing anymore? No, I mean, that's something that's frustrating. It's like we get in the majority and there's just so much crap that we have to contend with. Truly, I mean, you think about the economy and everything that the Biden administration has done to tank the economy. And they really had to try. Honestly, they really went overboard on it. Um, you have everything from the qu- the crime wave here in D.C. It's like you said, you know, um, it, you can't walk down the street without, you know, something dodgy happening. And it used to be that uh, when they stole your tires and your rims, they would at least put it up on cinder blocks for you. Now they don't even do you the courtesy of putting your car up on cinder blocks. <laughs> Time was the carjackers had class. You know what I mean? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Chivalry is dead. Chivalry is dead in carjacking. (laughs) Terrible. So terrible. Honestly, uh, you know, my chief of staff, he joked, he said that his car is uh, it's it's carjack proof. And it's because it's a stick because none of these none of these like young kids, Gen Z's and millennials that are doing this garbage. uh, None of them know how to drive a stick. So if you're (laughs) fearful for your car getting stolen or getting carjacked, just drive a stick. That's all. That's, that's my <laughs> advice for the day. But yeah, I mean, go back to the border. Think about it. It's crazy. It's like, we've been screaming at the top of our lungs for two plus years now. And we've done the hearings. We show it, we go down, do Facebook lives. Like you guys have been covering it extensively. And every American knows that what is happening at the border is a direct correlation to the increased crime and narcotics and overdoses and the pressure on the the system, the safety net systems in every community. They know it. They get it. I feel like we're just so overwhelmed and fatigued. It's like mm-hmm. we're, we've got Biden fatigue almost. You know, it's yep. like how much more crap oh, can yeah. you take? It's just another day, another drama. Oh, it's so That's true. We're talking we're about Kat Kat Kamek is on the line from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. Uh, and no, you're right. And the idea that he is running a second time, I feel like I feel like I just got a brochure to take a second cruise on the Titanic. Like, but they sent it out. <laughs> but, but they sent it with a straight face. Like, those were some good dinners the first three nights. Am I right? I mean, come on. Man, but the turndown service is excellent. And uh, <laughs> you get to do a, oh, my gosh. 
I was like, well, I was going to say something. It could go off the rails real quick. Oh, <laughs> I had to right. pull myself back from that one, Jimmy. Come on, Kamek, play some defense. It's Friday. Uh, but but I bring this up because there's this is what I find to be the most frustrating thing. For all, for all of the things that have gone wrong under this presidency, okay, right. and I don't necessarily even blame it on him because I don't watch him and leave feeling like he's in charge, but there is getting past all of that. It's not even about the border and everything else, which clearly matters, but there's the war on merit in this administration. There's a war on just doing things the right way. Did you follow the mortgage story this week where if you pay your mortgage and you have good credit, you're going to pay more? How is that a thing? Honestly, it's crazy. I I was talking with with your girl, Harris Faulkner, and she asked me about it. Oh, there she is. Uh Yeah, like this is is crazy. I went from homeless to the House of Representatives. I worked really hard, my husband and I, to establish good credit. I mean, that that is really seriously a, 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 a basically a part time job. If you if you have had bad credit and you're trying to rebuild your credit or just even establish good credit, it is a dedicated effort, right? And so, mm-hmm. I sit here and I think of all the things that my husband and I did to save, to you know, pay down debt, to do all these things mm-hmm. so that we could be in a position to get a loan whenever we needed it. And, and have that good score. And now we're being punished for it. We're being made to punish for it. And it all comes down to something very simple. It's choices. It is 100% choices. And that is the personal responsibility aspect that has been completely not only ignored, but now you're punished for your personal responsibility. And, and I just, I am so frustrated to think that now we're going to have to pay $40 more a month if you have a, a good credit score $40 more a month to subsidize those that don't have good credit scores. That is just anti-American. It is 100% anti-American to punish people for doing the right thing. We're supposed to incentivize people to excel, to succeed, to do the right thing and make good choices. And here we are doing the opposite. It's BS. It's I was going to say another word. No, no. I don't know if you have the bleep button. <laughs> Come on, Cam. We got a little delay. They they have two guys on the button when you're on the show. Normally we have one guy, but when you come on, we actually call for backup. Like it's a poli- a cop making an arrest. We need backup. We Honestly, got Cam online too. You should. Hey. You can need to get them all jacked up on caffeine too. I'm sure. <laughs> Admit this to me, okay? You went from homeless to the House of Representatives, but you were surrounded yeah. by far classier people when you were homeless, right? <laughs> Honestly, it's the truth. It is the truth. You know, it's funny. Jimmy, Jimmy, you got to come spend a day on the hill with me. Honestly, it'll be uh-huh. like bring your kid to work day. And you, you, you can just come around with me the whole day. And I think any, any American who comes and visits their, their capital, right, it's the people's house. Mm-hmm. You get this awe, uh, this butterfly that just kind of floats around in your stomach as you walk up to the Capitol. It's just awe-inspiring, right? You know, you're walking the halls mm-hmm. that the greats walk through. It's it's man, how did I get here? And then you meet some of these people and they've got the personality of a doorknob and you're like, How the hell did you get here? <laughs> it's so funny because you grow up with this opinion of who works the halls of Washington. You're right. That's like oh, what? oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Never yes, meet your heroes. Kid. It is I'm telling you though, we're we're gonna get you on Capitol Hill. It's gonna it's gonna I'm be coming. quite the sight. Listen, I will get in touch with you offline because I'm going to be there the last week of May. I'm working on a documentary for Fox Nation, 
and uh, I have to come uh, interview your buddy Jim Jordan about the moon landing because the guy, Neil Armstrong is from his congressional district, <laughs> and I'm of the mind that Jordan faked the whole landing. So uh, uh, it's going to be a funny documentary. We're filming it on Fox Nation. And uh, if you don't think I'm barging into your office with a camera crew, <laughs> you are dead wrong, I'd be disappointed. Thank you. Uh, I would be Kat disappointed. Kat Good luck. Uh, have fun in Florida it. this weekend. All right. We'll, we'll, always, we'll always have this, but I'll check in soon, all right? I appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Take care. Thanks. Miss you already, boo. There she goes, the great Kat Kamek from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. She's so spot on, man. She's so spot on. When I was a little kid, okay, I grew up in a Levittown school district. That's why you don't hear a lot of big words on the show. But when I was a little kid, I grew up in Levittown, and uh, once in a while, if it was Abbey Lane, my elementary school, or Wisdom Lane, my middle school, then I was at Division Avenue, Blue Dragon, my high school. Any, every once in a while, you'd get like a congressman would come in and, you know, take a photo op with the class because someone planted a tree or, you know. It's basically something like that, some congressman. You don't know it at the time you're a little kid, but, you know, congressman just got a DUI and got caught with a stripper in his passenger seat. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. And now he's doing a little image rehab around town. As a kid, you just know there's a congressman there, and you're planting a tree, and there's a con- <laughs> There's like a proclamation, and they hang it up in the hallways. Yeah, as a kid, you know, as an adult, you look back, and you're like, oh, so somebody got caught at the Playboy Mansion. I love it when you talk dirty. But the point is, when I worked outside of politics, my opinion of the people in politics were like, whoa, these are the sharpest, most refined people among us. <laughs> it's all dirtbags. So many. It's like, I'm telling you, there's like 10 cool people in Congress. You hear them on this show. Uh, I've met all of them. I've been to the events. I've been to the rallies. I've been to the conventions. It's, I mean, wow. This town is, it's a circus with a much, much, much bigger budget. That's what it is. That's what D.C. is. It's basically a circus if the clowns had big pharma footing the bill. If the clowns had big war footing the bill. That's big tech footing the bill. That's what it is. It's a circus. If they lobbied the bearded lady. (laughs) This explains why every Uber I get into has 63 people in it. It's a clown car. He's the host you shouldn't get too close to. A lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Daddy. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. (laughs) what would you do with a brain if you had one (laughs) sure vice president of the united states kamala harris my word kamala's awful with her weird laugh (laughs) 
But the idea that that person is second in line to the presidency, a person who can only speak in conversational devices. It's the pursuit of doing things better than we have done and seeing what is possible unburdened by what has been. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. This is a fight that is born out of seeing and knowing what can be and believing in that, unburdened by what has been. Knowing and believing and having faith in what can be, unburdened by what has been. Knowing what can be, unburdened by what has been. To see what can be, Unburdened by what has been. (laughs) (laughs) That's Kamala Harris, and she sees what can be unburdened by what has been. (laughs) So crazy. How is this person vice president? You you've no idea. The standard, like I'm really goofy on the air. Like I, you, even when you watch me on TV, it looks like I snuck past security to get on there. But I really do hold myself to a standard. Like if we're going to talk about a subject, I make sure I've read up on it like crazy. You know, if we're going to tell jokes about something, whatever the point is, I'm going to be prepared to do a good job. And I am self-aware enough to know that I don't want to humiliate myself with ridiculousness like the stuff she's showing. Like Kamala talks like a stoned 13-year-old. Okay, she really like a, a, not even like a regular stoner. Like, what's up, dude? Like someone who has not intellectually evolved enough and has already fried their brain cells. Like this is a stupid person. Has nothing to do with her race. Has nothing to do with her gender. None of that matters. Nobody cares. Stupid people come in every shape and size. And if you don't believe me, You've never watched The View. The View is awful. Well, we're going to bring The View up in the next hour because Whoopi Goldberg, this is a real thing, says God would have been on board with transitioning young children. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. Back in action on a big Friday episode of Fox Across America. We are, of course, broadcasting down here in the D.C. Swamp. Diamond Dave Landau is going to be calling in to help to keep us on the rails. He's, of course, comedy sexiest man. I am, of course, here for the White House Correspondents' Dinner this weekend. You are, of course, welcome to join. 888-788-9910. If there's anything I've learned so far on my trip, it would be the fact that... We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Man, oh boy, oh man. It is a mess. But happy Friday. We've got so much to get into in this hour. It's been a banger of a week. We've got a lot of good TV. Uh, tomorrow night I'll be on TV on the red carpet at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, that starts at 9 o'clock. You'll see me in the 9 o'clock hour. You'll see me in the 10 o'clock hour. Right now I'm getting heckled by some D.C. well-wishers right here in the Bureau. 
it looks like one of them's going to walk into the stadium. I've seen everybody, John Roberts, Shannon Bream, everybody. And now it looks like Gianno Caldwell just barreled into my studio. He's got that kind of heat during a live broadcast, walked in. He's got his COVID test because he's got – you're the guy who actually – get out, put your headphones on, Gianno. I, I love this so much. Good to see you, man. Hit on on your mic. Maybe make sure it's on, okay? okay? Can you hear me now? Now he's on. Okay. Gianno Colwell, who has, in order to go to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, you have to take COVID tests to this day to That's get in. Right. And apparently, you're the you're the guy who actually takes the test. <laughs> you don't just I'm send the guy it. that would rather not take the test. <laughs> here, here we go. She gave me the test. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. It's, I've got some at home. No, I'm kidding. Good to see you, man. Brother, it's Happy so Friday. good to see you. I just happened to be in the D.C. Bureau. Just mm-hmm. landed from Miami uh-huh. where the weather was terrific. I know. You left Miami for this. I know. It's nice raining. It's corrupt. waving at me. Yeah. And when I got here, it was just a lot of, you work for Fox? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! You know I, what comes after that in yeah, D.C.? Yeah. It's like a three-hour flight to get the middle finger everywhere you go. <laughs> right, exactly. No, it's a warm, it's a receptive vibe. Yeah, a receptive rainy vibe, for sure. <laughs> and so, we're going to be sitting at the same table. Is that true? Tomorrow. That's right. So where they did put you, all the jokers at the same hey, place. <laughs> where did... um. Where did you find that information? Is that on? Display? I was just told that. Oh, that's they funny. Said, You're gonna be. I said, who all is gonna be there? They said, Jimmy. I said, that's, oh, that's girl, my table. That's a hot table. <laughs> that's a, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a hot table. Let's just hope we don't get kicked out as usual. Listen, I was listen. The fact that they invited me back after last year because I said last year, I'm like, my goal is not to get invited back next year. And I want to be did. the guy at the company Christmas party. That makes them not have a company Christmas party. I wanted to do something memorable. Like, I don't want to get fired. I just wanted to do something so out there that they were like, you know what? Next year, we're attending via Zoom. Well, that I'm, was the goal. I'm, I'm imagining that there's going to be a lot of uh, jokes on you, Jimmy. Stop this, it. <laughs> this so let me tell you this. Let me give you a preview. So Roy Wood, who's going to be the comic, is a funny comic. Oh, Roy Wood, Roy Wood is, Jr. The comic. is a comic. He's a funny, no, no, he's a funny comic. Uh, if you stick him in a club in the city, I've worked a lot of New York rooms with him. He's actually a really funny dude. I don't know um, how, how daily show he's going to go, mm-hmm. meaning the room is like 98.5% liberal. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to cater exclusively to that. I want to believe, because Trevor Noah, to his credit last year, whoever wrote the roast, he actually hit the left pretty good. Like, he deserved, really? he deserved credit for that. Wow. And then, you know, Biden came on and inadvertently hit the left even harder. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, you know, he didn't realize it, but just the fact that they had voted for him was an insult to them. They're like, wait, you guys did what? You know? <laughs> There's some clip going around the Internet. I guess it just happened this week where Biden – is basically saying the only way we can do this is if we reelect Trump. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Joe Biden. It's a mess. Yesterday he got corrected by a little kid because he was like, I've been to 89 countries. And uh, he goes, where was I? And they, he's like, he stammers. Do you have this clip, Justin? Let me play this for Gianna. <laughs> here it comes. All right, here it comes. Justin's going to pull it up in New York. Watch this. It's what was the last country action. you've traveled to? The last country I've traveled. I'm drinking once with the last one I was in. I. I've I've been to 89, met with 89 heads of state so far. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last? Where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, so I was, anyway, I, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. So, so anyway, <laughs> so like, but stick with me. You know but that? this is why that's so bad. 
He got back from Ireland like five days ago. Know, <laughs> it's not like I it was know. like six months ago <laughs> and he had a busy year of travel. That's unbelievable. That's the president of the United States. And that's why they don't want to put a camera in front of him and to make yeah. him ask, answer so, tough questions. That's so Charlemagne, okay, uh, Charlemagne the God, one of the kids, kid who comes on my show a lot, Charles McBee, is a great comic. Um, opens, he, he writes for Charlemagne's show. But Charlemagne on his own show yesterday was like the fact that the Democrats won't let anyone primary this guy is kind of a disservice. So like liberals are starting to speak out a little bit yeah. about the fact that they're hiding this dude. You can't be president. If you can't listen, if you can't debate a five year old on where you just got back from three days ago, how do you <laughs> how do you run the country? I mean he's not. We see that the country's been largely in shambles. You look at inflation, you look at the immigration issue you look at it, what happened in Afghanistan, and then you see what's going on in Ukraine. Oh. I mean, it's a reason why the NBC polls show that 70% of Americans don't want to see him run for re-election. There's a Think legitimate reason behind that. And if you put him <laughs> up on the stage with just about anybody uh-huh. in the Democratic primary, I mean, he's going to probably lose <laughs> unless they can protect him as much as they can. But. You know, he just doesn't make sense anymore. It's, that's the part that's such an issue. Seventy percent don't want to do this. Seventy percent. Imagine you're, Mr. Burns imagine you're uh, running. <laughs> imagine you're running a restaurant, and, <laughs> and you're like, "This food sucks," and they're like, "I've got it. We'll give you bigger portions." Right. <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't solve the problem. You get a Bud Light with that. <laughs> oh man, he is. He's the Bud Light of presidential candidates. <laughs> right. Gianno Caldwell is in studio. Just barreled in like he's Kool Aid. Now Kool Aid roller skates through the wall. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's what goes on. I Finally, said, you bugged me. Stop it. You're always on the show. You stop it. I saw John Roberts. I love being down here in the D.C. Because it's like it's um, it's like being an exchange student. You get sent to another country to live for the day and go to school and stuff like that. And uh, everyone's kind of fascinated by us because they don't see a lot of us down exactly. here. So I got asked a lot of quite like, you know, people have never been to New York. Like, you ever kill anybody? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. And your answer is why? Well, what have you heard? Uh, I didn't, well, uh, listen, uh, in, in my taxi career, okay, it's a long season. Nobody goes undefeated. We took, you know, a couple of inadvertent, you know, trips to the sidewalk. No, I was actually a pretty good driver. But I talk about all of this. Okay, we have this party tomorrow. This is a thing I was trying to convey to the to the listener about the D.C., the Correspondence Center, okay, is it's the Super Bowl of media and that everybody who covers politics, everybody, every channel is there. The Fox vibe is so unique to everyone else's. <laughs> right. But I say this not even because of, like, political ideology, like, because our vibe off the air is our vibe on the air. We're laughing. We're making fun of each other. Right. You and me usually talking about women. I know we're not supposed to say that <laughs> right. in 2023. Uh, in, but, in the best of ways. Yeah, in the best most polite. They're intellectual contributions that's to society. It. And only that. Um, intellectual juggernauts. That's all. Juggernauts. <laughs> that's all. But the point is, no, our vibe at Fox is – we're like the fun blackjack table. People are high-fiving. They're over-tipping the waiter or the waitress, <laughs> making jokes with the dealer. We're happy to be everywhere we go. It's funny because that is our vibe. Our vibe is like a fun, cool vibe. Right. The other network, this is personal for them. Like, you're going to notice this tomorrow night. You'll get from time to time some of the most hostile faces you've ever seen in your life. You'll run into, like, I, last year I saw Anna Navarro from The View. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I was leaving the ballroom. Because I was going to do a TV hit on Lawrence's show, Lawrence Jones' show. And as I'm walking out of the ballroom, Anna Navarro is on her way to, I assume, a ladies' room. And she sees me in the hallway, and she just gives me, like, the most vile look anyone's ever given me. 
Well, listen, I've cut off families going down a one way <laughs> at 83 miles an hour and gotten bad luck. You know what I mean? As a cab driver, this is the most vile look anyone ever gave me. And she looked at me and she goes, you know what? No. I'll go to the other one and like made sure I heard wow. it and walked the other way. And I wanted to be the bigger person and stop her. But if she wanted to walk all the way to the other one, she did kind of need the exercise. So I was like, <laughs> who, who am I? I, I said, I'm actually being the bigger person by letting her go the other way. <laughs> right. I might save this woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but it was she fun. shouldn't really mean, though. Like, yes! I mean, that's. So if but, people, anyone meets her in public, mm-hmm. I mean, that's generally the reputation. I remember years ago when I would go on and guest at CNN and I uh. met her in a green room. It was a one early morning. And she said, don't talk to me. Yeah. I have to get my coffee. But every time I see her, it's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, I got to do something else. So she saw you in the bathroom and she said, don't talk to me. I'm going to go to the other uh, Yeah, I'm going to the other bathroom. <laughs> Gianno Caldwell's in studio. So that's the thing, though. Like, um... We'll go down and be and be cool. Like I meet all these people, say hello, have fun. Have a, I don't mind like mixing it up with them, but for them, I think what happened is like they've characterized us as such evil people to their audience. They can't emotionally square that we're not what they're saying we are. Right, we're listen. actually cool. Like, yeah, but I think season. a lot of these folks, some of these folks know that. Some of these folks some do. worked here, and they, there's a they fair amount. On other there's places. a fair amount of pro wrestling going on. Yeah, no, I mean uh, for sure. It's but also, of... when you're number one in the ratings, hey girl, <laughs> boom. Do you want a good one? By the way, I've told the story on the air. Um, Jen Saki last year, I saw her at a cocktail party on a Friday night, uh, and she was friendly as hell. Like we took a picture, we drank, we talked, friendly as hell. Pro wrestling, by the way. You know, in pro wrestling, the Macho Man and the Undertaker, uh, their fans beat each other up in the parking lot after the match. But right. the Macho Man and the Undertaker go to Hooters together while the fans are fighting. <laughs> Dude, I love Hooters. Yeah, straight ball. Of Ten course you do. <laughs> yeah, clearly <laughs> for the food. The clearly for the food. Uh, why else would you go? Uh, anyway, so me and Gentaki hung out the night before the cocktail party. Like the friendliest person in the world because the cameras are off. The Macho Man and, you know, Ultimate Warrior going to Hooters. The next day I see her at the Correspondence Dinner and the cameras are on, and she gave me a look like, I don't know you. I didn't talk to you. You don't come near me. And I was like, well, I thought we were friends. She said that beer was off the record. Right now. <laughs> well, it was funny because Corrine Jean-Pierre was right there at my table, and when the waiter asked what she wanted, she had to go into a binder and come up with a- <laughs> it. Like, uh, man, the poor guy. He's like, you know what, I'll just come back. It's not good. But uh, it was crazy. But the one thing about it is, like, I think, I think it would help the world so much if everyone had our vibe, if everybody could just be cool, because it would take the edge off of our politics. That's so, you it. know, everyone is, you know, trying to figure out a way to persuade everybody to your side. That ship sailed. No one, you, you can't talk anybody into anything now. Yeah. But if you could just talk everybody into cool, the country would have a chance. Just calm down. You don't have to agree. I give up on you agreeing. But, but you know cool. this is considered the nerd prom. Oh, yeah. They call it the prom for Oh, you'll never people. feel cooler, by the like, way, yeah. than you will here. We're the coolest guys there. That's it. I don't That's even it. know who's there. I know we're the coolest people there. Listen, I already this know is that. the one time you can go to multiple parties in D.C., and you don't have to be on the list. They'd be like, oh, Jimmy, we uh, love hey, you. Yeah, Come on in. Oh, yeah, they bring you by. <laughs> it's so funny. They bring you by as they attach a device to your phone to spy on your conversations right. <laughs> and everything. We're going to finally get down to the bottom of this, Jimmy. Uh, we'll Why is this so guy. successful? Where did this guy hey, come from? You, you, you're hosting oh, Greg's buddy. show a lot. I know. We're having fun. Yeah, yeah. I know Greg loves you. Listen, man, if someone is could ever be conned or blackmailed into giving us a show... <laughs> 
<laughs> we will burn this place down. Uh, yeah, we're a long way from home. But if it ever had, you have no idea. There's certain things like you know you were meant to do. Like the first time I picked up a Nintendo controller, like I knew I could beat Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson. I'm like, I'm a prodigy. But you can't really do anything with that in life. <laughs> but the first I mean, time. But like, no, that's no. That's what they told us, but we got gamers that are making millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, so that's right. I, I know we timed that wrong. Right. I, I could have been a TikTok video game <laughs> sensation. <laughs> I'd be macking it right now. Macking it. But no, I could tell you sitting down and hosting like a TV talk show is like the easiest for me because it's like I guess I grew up around watching it a lot. It felt it feels very like super comfortable. So it's I, I can't even be like excited about it. Or I don't even process all the goodwill that's come my way since this started because yeah. I just feel like I'm in like my natural habitat. That's it. Like when you see me on America's newsroom and I don't get fired, that's an accomplishment. I want you. There's been I a lot of moments what's going on here. No, he, he's I, I with us for another hit, maybe. No. <laughs> but it, no, no, I, I absolutely know how to steer between the rails on those shows. But the point is, that's the accomplishment. That's it. Okay. You could, you know, you could take a person like me and stick them on a comedy show. And, and if you're actually funny, you expect them to do well. But the fact that we do, you guys like you and me do news shows. Yeah. That's an achievement. It really I is. want credit. We deserve really credit is. for that. And we should be doing the, what, the, the Saturday and Sunday show, the big show Listen, at I, 5 p.m. Can I just jump in? Yeah. We should be hosting that. Stop, hold on, though. Last year, I hosted it during the weekend of the correspondence dinner, but you wind up missing the, the cocktail hour. And you want to go to the cocktail hour. I wasn't there that I know, time. but this, yeah. no, this is the thing. It's not even for the drinks. It's not the drinks that you miss the cocktail It's just the people. It's the hang. Yeah. The, the, the best part of our night tomorrow night is every network has its own private party That's before right. we spill into the ballroom. That's right. The Fox one is the best one you'll ever go to in your life. And it's just people talking and I've been, in Toxic. Yeah, do these Fox matches? I've only I've been They're, before and I've hosted the Red Carpet for every TV. yeah. Everyone we but specifically the Fox, everyone we work with is they're cool. They really are. They're so cool. Did that sound convincing? I've been rehearsing it all day. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it, it it happens to be true. You know the one person I wish I really wish would be there tomorrow is Sean Hannity. Oh. Literally one of the best guys you can ever meet, ever know, like genuine, now, good dude. Now, do you want, because when I talk to Hannity off the air, this is my favorite thing about him, and a lot of people don't know this about him if they're a liberal. He's the he's the nicest, most generous. That's human. it. So, like, Hannity's the kind of guy, like, he doesn't talk about it. But it's like some some a veteran had a bad day. Like Hannity's like, oh, he buys the guy a house. You don't hear that. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, I'm giving the guy a dollar on the subway, and I'm like, I'm the man. Someone build a statue in my honor. I'm like, no, Hannity, Hannity heard this veteran had a bad day fishing, so he bought him a cruise ship. I'm like, what's going on here? That is Sean Hannity. I know what he doesn't, but that's like, that he's the kind of guy. is Sean Hannity. I know, but I, every time I hang out with him, I leave feeling like a terrible person. Right. I'm like, I'm not doing any of this stuff. I'm like, just go back to being the guy in the air the liberals are mad at. Because then at least, I, I, you know, I can compete with that because they're mad at me too. That's right. I can't compete with the goodness of that man. And yeah. that's the problem I have. I got I to gotta tell Hannity. I got to go to break. Gianno Caldwell, it was an honor to have you break into my studio. Right, right. And, and, and definitely follow the conversation all day long on social media at Gianno Caldwell. G-I-A-N-N-O Caldwell. C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L. So Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You know I do this every time, Every Jimmy. time. There we go. Every time. Get him out of here. A show that's taking orders from the big man upstairs. We're on a mission from God. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. 
Diamond Dave Landau, comedy's sexiest man, joining us in the next break. We just had to call security on Gianno Caldwell. He broke into the studio, interrupted a live broadcast. Who does this guy think he is, this Caldwell character? You got you throw the guy on TV a bunch of times a week. He becomes a big star, and now he's like, you know what? Now I'm Kool-Aid. I can roller skate right through the wall of Jimmy Fallon's studio. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Didn't even give me any Kool-Aid. I'm still thirsty, but I got a broken wall to fix. Way to go, Caldwell. Unbelievable. Uh, we're down here in the D.C. swamp getting ready for the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, I am, of course, uh, like Gianno, one of the best ambassadors to the Fox brand that will ever live because we're good at parties. And this is a big party. And what's funny is you're going to this big party with a lot of famous people that are nerds. Like they're not good at parties. They're just, you know, again, there's a cool kind of nerd. Let me explain it to you. Like the 40-year-old guy who plays with his Star Wars toys, he's not a bad guy. He's like in a state of arrested development. I don't mind that guy. The guy's totally fine. Okay. Is it a little weird that you dress as an X-Men in your 50s when you go to the movies? Yeah, you're probably going to die alone. Yeah, you are. Okay, but you're not a bad guy. You're actually a fun-loving good guy. It's the guy that's the nerd that thinks he's cooler than he is who's annoying. Gianno, can you put a headset back on for a second? <laughs> Just hold on. It can't be all tequila with you. Um, I'm kidding. There's no drinking going on here. It sounds like there is. Yet. Do you know what I mean? We have 40 seconds. You know the nerd, like the person, the overconfident. It's like the overconfident, ugly person. Right. Everyone's checking me out. No, no, they're not. They're not, as a matter of fact. And he usually wins his dates on Craigslist. I know that guy very well. (laughs) I may be that guy. I don't know. Gianno Caldwell, for all the plugging of social media he does, he certainly mentions Craigslist a lot in conversation. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Excellent work, my man. Diamond Dave Landau after this on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action live from the D.C. swamp. It is Fox Across America down here at the Fox Bureau. Joining me now out on the comedy highway, sexiest comedian in America, Diamond Dave Landau is here. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, baby. Uh, where does this find you? Are you on the road? Because I, I normally, like, we text each other, and I want to promote where you're appearing next. Uh, can you just do that for me? Do my job, please? Yes. <laughs> yes. No trouble at all. I am in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, or as many call it, winning. <laughs> and, and uh, yes, and then uh, next week I'm in Tacoma, Washington, which is pretty fun. But, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm at the Funny Stop. It's a room. It's one of the first rooms to headline me. About 20 years ago, so I still uh, come here and work with him and, you know, listen to him yell. He's uh, he's a Lebanese guy who yells very loud. Oh, I love that. I, I, I love voice. the eccentric yeah. club owner. We're going to get into that in a second. Uh, I don't mean the computer pistol whip you with my prosperity, but I did perform in the ballroom <laughs> of a Renaissance hotel last Friday night. Did and, you uh, really? Nobody... So how did that feel? I... <laughs> were you... Were you, were you, were you... Were you checking to see how stable the uh, shower curtain holder was when you got back? It's so, it's so <laughs> funny. I, uh, I'm dying. I, uh, I actually said to them, I said, you know, this is actually a tough gig to get to because my GPS kept telling me to fire my agent. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like in two miles, make a right and call these people up and yeah. tell them enough's enough already. Yeah, take a quick left and rethink your choices. 
Dave Landau. He's in Cuyahoga Falls all weekend. So I, let's talk about eccentric club owners for a second. Let's just the, the fun, yes. the people that make gigs fun that the audience doesn't know any anything about. Did you ever do a club? There was a club called the Casbah, and it was in like Wildwood, New Jersey. I did not, but I have heard of it. Okay, so the guy who owns that club, sweet gentleman, uh, walks around in a robe like he's Hugh Hefner. Uh, but he's, okay. you know, not uh, – he, di- he didn't strike me as a guy that was really on top of himself. He was like a – it was almost like a Pew Hefner. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not, I'm not right. trying to speak to a like, specific lack of upkeep, but anyway. Like, a, nice like instead of a – yeah, instead of an ascot, he just, just had a dirty bow tie sort of a thing. <laughs> You know when you're walking into a club and you give somebody a dollar and then they introduce themselves as the owner of the establishment, you're like, well, this is awkward. I'm sorry. (laughs) I thought you were just a vagabond. (laughs) You know what's what's so funny about that? So I'm I'm playing the Casbah, and it's one of those situations where you walk in and meet the owner and immediately know without even seeing it that you're not going to stay in the comedy condo. That kind of person. Oh, yeah. uh, most people don't know this about comedy, but a lot of sometimes clubs on the road to save money, instead of putting you up in a hotel, they will book you into a condo. Now, you understand it's a condo that every comic has stayed in, um, going back to, like, probably the Marx Brothers. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah, you can see the dimples it's, on it's the door Gallagher. from where the state police. No, no, no. <laughs> but you can see where the state police battery rammed it down the night before to get the teenage runaway. Like it's a lot of bad things go on in comedy. A lot of things go on in comedy clubs. Vacuuming is not one of them. No, they're not a big fan. Not a- <laughs> I know this is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> no, it's true. I this is. I'm actually at a place with the worst comedy condo in the country. Pete, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it's your own fault. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's above a. <laughs> It's above a, a, a bar, and the bar is known for people that just do meth. And I won't stay in the comedy <laughs> condo. I haven't for years. Even though I've been doing it for 20 years, I've refused for the last 10. I even bought my feature room this time because I'm like, you don't deserve it. And uh, so but the first time I stayed there, I walked outside, and a guy comes up to me, and he just starts urinating next to me while smoking a cigarette. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's uh, that's nice. I was trying to walk out to my car. And then the next night, a girl walks up to me and offers me heroin. Both club owners. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> the next night, a girl comes up and she goes, you want to do some heroin? Like, just casually as I'm walking in. I was like, no, I'm good. That's odd line to open with. She goes, whatever, loser. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's me. And uh, I'm like, Pete, you have to move out of that neighborhood. It's the worst place. He's like, no, I get it cheap, cheap. I'm like, yeah, of course you get it cheap. It's it, You're going to get murdered in there. And he's like, yeah, but yeah. I pay like nothing. I'm like, that makes me feel good that you're saving money. That's right. But pound for pound, one of the best chalk outline artists you'll meet on the road is the guy outside of this club. I mean, he can chalk outline a body like nobody's business. Oh. You and me, one time there was a bar fight, and I had bought a brand-new Malibu because I was rolling in money. And uh, somebody I'm, – I'm outside seriously watching a bar fight, and a guy is smashing another guy's head against the hood of my brand-new car. And I can't really say anything because they seem very – but I'm kind of like, stop. Stop it. But I didn't really care if they were fighting. I just wanted them to stop hurting my car. <laughs> And it's so awkward when you made me stop it. 
That's what made me tell yeah, him. I was so, like, you never again. That's Can I tell you, it's so funny about how cutthroat um, things can get in New York. When I was driving a taxi on the Van Wick once, uh, a guy, a dude cut off a dude in a cab. Basically, you know, when, you know, in New York, when there's traffic, one guy will just drive onto the shoulder, you know, and, yes. you know, all of a sudden people will follow him. So now you got like eight cars doing a parade on the shoulder because they've decided they're going to drive to the front of the merge point and cut in. Well, anyway, yes. uh, a cab driver got onto the shoulder, drove to the front of the merge point, at which point another cab boxed him in against the partition. But because traffic was stopped, you've got a car cutting off a car. But the car doing the cutting off can't go anywhere either because there's someone in front of him. So the cutoff guy, who is the bad guy here because he's the one working on the divider, trying to sneak around and cut everyone in line, he gets out. He gets into a fist fight with the guy in the other cab, drives around to the side of the cab, throws a punch right through the window like it's the end of the Daytona 500. The guy's like hitting me with his helmet. But it's my favorite. It's like one of my favorite New York moments in the world. So... The guy who's getting punched drives down the ramp. He drives down the exit ramp, at which point so do I because this is just hilarious and I'm off duty. It's the end of my shift. <laughs> and they're at the bottom. They're at the bottom of the Van Wick. OK. And at the bottom of the exit ramp, they're at a red light. One guy is punching another guy in the face. OK. And a third guy walks up on foot and he goes, hey, man, are you on duty? And I was like, dude, they're, he's literally getting punched in the face. <laughs> no like, one cares. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I have my own interest here. I understand you're being yeah. bludgeoned within an inch of your life, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to drop you off in an emergency room if I can possibly commandeer the cab. <laughs> what do you charge a mile? Like, is there a flat rate we could do between you and I? Is there... <laughs> <laughs> Can we just work something out? Beautiful. <laughs> He's like literally getting yeah. punched in the face, but that's New York. Oh, drunken you know... bar fights are. I had a kid. This happened last week. Uh, mm. uh, you've been to Oklahoma City. We were talking about how you had been there. Breakdown. Love that club. Yes, great club. And then the kids in the front row. He's a fan of mine. Doesn't mind me telling the story. It was his 21st birthday. So I was like, oh, do you want to do a shot? I'll buy you a shot because I don't drink. I like to watch somebody else enjoy their life. So I decided to, the guy next to him hands him a pitcher of beer, and he starts uh, just chugging it. There's like a little bit left, and he stops. And I was like, that was really impressive. But I got to be honest, I would have finished it at your age. But, you know, whatever. That's, that's on you. So he chugs it again finishes it all and then he sits down and he's looking queasy and i was like oh no i go you're not gonna like vomit chicken wings or so are you dude he vomits all over the stage the table a little bit on his mom <laughs> and i'm just and, I, and i'm like I, the waitress, waitress is coming up i'm like look I'll, I'll i'll clean this up this is not your fault it's my fault i'm like actually it's this guy's fault for legal purposes because he handed him the beer but i'm like i will clean this up <laughs> I'm like, happy birthday, kid. Happy 21st. <laughs> it was one of the, I've never had anybody vomit on the stage while I was there. I mean, I know it happens all the time, but just not right in That's front of me during a show. It was, it was a pretty good milestone after 20 years. Diamond Dave Landau is on the phone. And, you know, comedy and comedians affect audiences in all types of ways. But you just, you just you never know how the comedy is going to hit you. You know, you know they sang Rhythm is going to get you. By Gloria Estefan, yes. when when I you're do. on stage, it's comedy. Comedy's gonna get you. 
You know what I'm saying? Comedy's going to get you. And it got him. It got him. I mean, listen, it got him. There's nothing else I can say. But, yes, I, uh, I've, I've, too, I've never actually had that experience of anyone, throw, of anyone throwing up on a stage. You know, I've had like a couple of, you know, recently I've had a couple of people ejected from shows when I had my kid on stage. And I just had a, I had a girl get, you know, the, you know, you've seen this a thousand times. A girl gets so hammered, she's now going to talk to every word out of your mouth, whether you're addressing it or not. So you're now forced to address it. And eventually the drunk yeah. kicks in and she becomes the sad. She's eventually becomes embarrassed over what she's doing. And I had one of those where she's just like, everyone in this room hates me and wishes I would leave. And my son and goes, like, not everybody just. Yeah, no, what Lincoln, to his credit, goes, not everybody, yeah. just me. And the crowd died laughing. She got ejected by a 14-year-old. <laughs> she had to Good walk out in shame. <laughs> Not everybody, just me. <laughs> the 14-year-old. Ouch. But it, sometimes it has to be done. Sometimes you got to be your own bouncer. You know what I'm saying, Diamond Dave? Oh, so, you do. I let remember me ask doing, like, roadhouse gigs. Yes. No, no. Oh, yeah. well, saying, well, you were like probably doing gigs in the South. Yeah, I was going to say, did you ever perform in front of, like, Chicken Wire, like the Blues Brothers? Not not in front of it because they just didn't put it there. It should have been there. <laughs> I, like, they took it down. <laughs> but I would do places just down south in the in the most crazy areas where you're like, where's the comedy club? And it's like, oh, you see those six kids with no shoes chasing a chicken? It's about a half a mile past that. And then you get to... <laughs> And you get to like the place, and I remember one guy. There's like three bouncers who all are. You can tell they just want to be uh, Dalton from Roadhouse. And this one guy just starts heckling me, and all three of them drag him outside, and I can hear him getting punched while I'm doing my show. And I'm like, this seems brutal. And this is before camera phones, but I I didn't really mind because he was heckling. But at the same time, I thought it was a bit much. But I was just like, I would really suggest no one else heckle. Just not really because of what I'll say. It just sounds like he's screaming. Now, there's there's two versions. I'm just dying, man. Because <laughs> you, you're also trying to, like, divert their attention away from this because you need them to focus on the show. And yeah. uh, I, there's two versions of this, driving into that type of gig uh, that comics experience. One is the bad one like you described, which is, you know, Go to the Impala with no wheels on it, make a left, you know, and you're down the road. And you're like, this is bad. But have you ever done the opposite, where you're driving into a private gig and the neighborhood is actually so astonishingly nice that it immediately dawns on you that whoever booked you is keeping 80% more money than they're giving you? 100%. I've had it in Connecticut twice. Yes, yes, yes. Do you know who Dan Natterman is? Dan Natterman, great, great comic. Brilliant. He's uh, yes. yeah, yeah, really brilliant. He used to do a great prescription bit back in the day where he's talking about how, you know, he's like, I always close these these uh, commercials with ask your doctor about Prevagen, and he's like, shouldn't my doctor know about Prevagen? He's like, is anyone anyone going into the office and they're like, sorry, Dan, you've only got three weeks to make to you're not going to make it, and he's like, hey, doc, what about Prevagen? And the doc's like, oh yeah, this <laughs> is funny. Man. So anyway, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Yeah, oh, actually, you're gonna be fine. As a matter of fact, so yeah, me and yeah. me and Natterman, I, oh, I love him. He's a brilliant, brilliant comic. We were driving up yeah. to do a gig in Connecticut, and every house had a gatehouse. You know, and not just a gatehouse, like a check-in house, like a house that was bigger than any house you would ever set foot in in your life. Was the appetizer 
to the entree house up the road. So we, it was just one just helipad after another, and we were making like three hundred and fifty dollars each. And I was like, yeah, Yo. you're wearing like your nicest clothes, but you still feel like the gardener. Oh, dude! When I walked into the club, they were like, "I'm sorry, sir, we're not hiring." And I'm like, "No, no, I'm I'm hired. I'm here. I'm not. No, no, I I don't. I, yeah, I don't want a groundskeep. I actually have jokes and everything. I swear. But anyway, yeah, it's the opposite. The gig that's too. There's such a thing people need to know. It's not just bad gigs. There's such a things as gigs that are too nice. I did one where it was a ton of rich people too, and it was in uh, Detroit. So it was, uh, which is surprising. But I'm telling you, there's there is money there. You just there's places. <laughs> But it was just people going to the bathroom and constantly doing cocaine. So I was like, I really don't know why I'm here. It's just a private party of 30 people doing blow, and I'm just standing on stage. And they don't care because they'd rather talk. (laughs) (laughs) And it was another one of those things where I pulled up, and it's like this big, giant, gorgeous mansion on the water. And I'm like, oh, this uh, this is not for me. And then I walk in, it's like, oh, good. You're all just people that inherited money, and you're like, what should we spend it on? I don't know. Coke? <laughs> oh, do you remember your buddy Charles McBee, the kid I you did Kennedy with last week? Yes. Really Me funny. and him were doing – he's a good dude. Me and him were doing a, a, a private at a petroleum museum where the guy collected vintage gas pumps and collected vintage cars. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I love the cars. So there's old Ferraris <laughs> everywhere. You know, remember those cars that raced Herbie the Love Bug? They're like yes. thin. They look like tongue depressors with four tall wheels. Anyway, we're walking yeah, into one of those bob, gigs with bob sleds with one seat. Yes, uh-huh, with yeah. rabid cigar smoking women. And as he brings McBee on stage, he goes, "Keep it clean and rock the house." And we're like, yeah, bro, uh, we, we can't do both of those things under these conditions. There's just no way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then anytime I'm going live on TV, McBee will text me, keep it clean and rock the house. So, it's like you're Don the, and Dave. The girls are like topless, and it's like, hey, guys, keep it, keep it PG. PG. All it's right. a PG show. <laughs> now, she's going to come on after you with the ping pong balls. Now, remember, no cursing. This is a class establishment. Uh, give yeah, him, give him we, Helen Cuyahoga. <laughs> I'll talk to you over the weekend, girlfriend. Thank you, my friend. Right, bye-bye. There he goes. The show that's crashing the establishment party. I don't recall seeing your name on the guest list. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I sometimes go by my maiden name. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth. I'm Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I will be coming up, though. It's not over for us on the radio. I am joining Guy Benson on the Guy Benson Show right here next. If you're listening on Fox across uh, Fox News Radio, if you're listening on the Fox News app, several affiliates that carry both of us. You're going to hear me in about 30 more minutes with GB previewing my big weekend in the swamp here at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. It was a banger of a week. Thank you to everybody who was a part of this. Um, you will watch me tomorrow night if you're home. I'll be on the red carpet. Lawrence Jones is hosting Cross Country, and I will be his red carpet correspondent. Imagine if you were watching, like, one of those Access Hollywood people at the Oscars, uh, you know, but if they actually had some 
control around the fork and knife. <laughs> like all of those people are skinny and, and in shape. And then I come along on the red carpet and stand next to one of them. And everybody watching at home that is boy like, is a P.I.G. pig. Maybe so. But oink, oink. The week is over. Pay up and get out. We'll see you back here on Monday, girlfriend. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.